Hi, David. Let's start today with your key takeaways from the last Fed meeting. Hi, Alex. Um, uh, the Fed meeting was important and, and I think marks an inflection point in US monetary policy. The Fed is now talking about when to taper QE and has brought forward when it expects liftoff in rates from 2024 to 2023. We had seven members of the Fed's Monetary Policy Committee, the FOMC, anticipating a rate hike in 2022. Um, and there is a consensus around two rate hikes by the end of 2023. And it's no longer too early to talk about talking about tapering its monthly $120 billion bond buying program. Yeah, I, I do think the Fed will announce tapering uh, later this year. Um, I think it will then start running down uh, QE at the end of the year, uh, beginning of next. And I think that's going to provide room for the Fed to raise rates as early as the end of uh, 2022. Considering recent upside surprises to inflation, I mean, the Fed had little choice other than to raise its forecast for inflation at the end of this year by a full percentage point to 3.4%, but it still expects inflation will then decline to just over uh, 2% thereafter. Um, but I, I do think that given that was really the only change in their you know, macroeconomic outlook and forecasts, the willingness of so, member, so many members of the FMC to uh, contemplate rate hikes in, in, in 2022 for two hikes in 2023, suggests that the tolerance for inflation to run above its target is not as permissive as many market participants had believed. In the press conference, Fed Chair Powell acknowledged the widening tail risk of more sustained inflation, but he also expressed confidence that jobs growth would accelerate over coming months. I, I thought he actually backed off a little from the notion that maximum employment meant getting all those who had left the labour force, including the recently retired, back into work. So, all in all, I do think this Fed meeting was important, does mark an inflection point for US monetary policy. And I do think that's going to weigh on bonds and broader markets as the year progresses. How did the market respond to this? And what do you think of the longer term implications? I mean, in the immediate aftermath of the Fed meeting, uh, the yield on the 10 year Treasury note rose uh, around 10 basis points to 1.58%. Um, and that actually is a meaningful move higher in the current low volatility environment. And after several weeks when Treasury yields have actually been trending lower. Um, interestingly, there was a bigger move in real or inflation adjusted Treasury yields, especially at the shorter end of the curve. Uh, inflation break evens uh, moved lower. Now, this sounds a bit obscure, but I think it underscores that the key you know, message or, or th that we learned, if you like, or picked up um, from the Fed meeting was about its policy reaction function. Essentially, that the Fed is not as inflation tolerant and as dovish as uh, many believed, um, rather than the market reacting to any insight the Fed may have around the macroeconomic um, outlook. That said, I mean, the market is still very much pricing that higher inflation will be transitory, uh, that the peak in Fed rates will be around 2%. Uh, that was also reflected in a flattening of the Treasury curve after the um, Fed meeting. Um, equity markets were down by around about half a, a percentage point. I have to say I was surprised it, they didn't move a little bit more, um, given the size of the move in real rates. Um, and we had actually a decent one plus percent move higher in the US um, dollar. 
All in all, I, I don't actually think the Fed meeting, important though it was, will upset the apple cart in the near term. Um, but if, as we expect, inflation is more persistent, and as the reality of Fed tapering comes into view, real rates and volatility will rise. And I think that is going to be a headwind for risk markets, even against the backdrop of still strong growth in activity and earnings. Uh, in terms of the US dollar, um, I, I still think the medium term fundamental outlook is for a weaker dollar. But in the near term, I think you know a move higher in short term real rates will provide some uh, support to the US dollar. The Fed is still expecting higher inflation to be transitory. Why do we think it will be higher and stickier than the Fed and the market believe? I mean, it's something we have discussed in some detail in uh, recent podcasts. And, and we've recently published a uh, insight comment on uh, the website, uh, www.bluebay.com, setting out our rationale for higher and stickier inflation. You know, the, the core of our thesis is, is that we are on the cusp of moving out of the lowflation regime of the last decade. Um, you know, fiscal policy is now much more um, growth friendly. I, I actually think that was kind of confirmed by G7 leaders at their recent summit in the UK. And that, you know, aggregate demand, especially in the US, is going to outstrip um, supply. Um, inflation has been surprising to the upside in, in the US, but we've also seen upside surprises um, elsewhere, including in Europe, the UK, Canada, uh, admittedly to a, to a lesser extent. But nonetheless, I think there is uh, evidence of uh, inflation pressures building more, more, more generally. In terms of the US, the economy is pretty much back to its pre-COVID output level, not yet the employment level, but output level. And, you know, we'll enter 2022 running above its you know, long run supply potential with growth still above um, trend. So we've got headline inflation already running at 5% in May. Um, the Fed itself now expecting uh, inflation to be above 3% at the end of uh, this year. Uh, but unlike the Fed, uh, we do expect inflation pressures to continue to build in 2022, even as some of the temporary drivers of higher inflation uh, ease. And, and even transitory inflation can become more permanent if it carries over into higher inflation expectations. Uh, Fed Chair Powell acknowledged that inflation expectations have risen, but he said that medium term uh, expectations remain consistent with the Fed's uh, inflation target. But expectations of future inflation are very much influenced for consumers and businesses by their experience today of actual price increases. And so I do think these inflation expectations are likely to uh, move higher. I, so, you know, eventually, I think the market and I think the Fed will respond to an economy that's running hot um, with uh, rising inflation pressures and with higher rates. And I think, you know, this week's Fed meeting is, is a step along that path. In recent weeks, risk markets have been low volatility, but drifting higher. Do you expect this to continue? I mean, you're right, Alex, that over the last several weeks, you know, markets have been very much characterised by uh, low volatility, equity markets posting new highs, credit spreads have been, you know, uh, grinding tighter. Uh, the, the fundamental backdrop is still positive. Yep, global economic recovery, uh, supportive fiscal monetary policy. There's a huge amount of cash and capital that um, still is to be deployed. And, and I actually do think that this kind of wall of money um, is 
been increasingly the most sort of important driver for risk markets um, over recent weeks. And I don't think that's going away anytime soon. I do think it's going to get more choppy and harder for markets to rally further given current asset valuations. You know, they've priced the positives. And I think there's a bit of complacency around some of the downside uh, risks. It, in that sense, actually, the timing of the Fed sort of hawkish shift, I think it's quite opportune. Um, and I think it's going to get choppier for markets as well, not only because of the outlook for um, interest rates, but as we transition to a sort of post-fee-shaped economic um, outlook. Uh, you know, perhaps I'm biased because I'm a UK resident, but I am actually a little bit worried about the Delta variant of COVID-19, first detected in India, now, you know, the cause of more than 90% of new infections in the UK. It's much more infections than the Alpha or Kent variant. Uh, vaccines are less effective against uh, symptomatic uh, infection, especially for those who have only had one um, dose. I mean, more positively, full vaccination is still powerful in preventing severe disease and uh, hospitalisation with uh, 90 plus percent um, effectiveness, even to um, the Delta variant. So I think it will be worth watching the UK over the next couple of weeks because we'll see to what extent uh, vaccinations have weakened the link between uh, rising cases of infection and hospitalisation. Uh, I mean, certainly the UK is facing a, another infection wave, hence why the UK government has delayed full relaxation of social distancing um, restrictions. But I, I think there's a reasonable chance that we're going to see a pickup in infection rates elsewhere, including in the EU and uh, US. And, and, and I think with herd immunity essentially beyond reach, we are going to have some sort of further mini waves of infections, hopefully with much, much fewer hospitalizations and, and of course, deaths. But it, it, it's clearly going to be you know, a more difficult outlook for some of the COVID sensitive sectors such as uh, leisure and travel. Um, and these are sectors which have experienced quite a strong rally. Um, of, of, of late and I, I'm not sure there's that much further for those assets to 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 to, to move higher and and I think this highlights you know one of the other clouds on the horizon is that you know the volatility is low um, valuations across risk assets you know, broadly speaking are, are offering relatively little cushion for downside surprises um, you know, so the market is, is really kind of discounting those, those downside risks, whether it be renewed COVID infections, you know, higher inflation interest rates, a disruptive QE taper. So I think there's a bit of complacency, which means that the market is a little bit more fragile than it looks. So, yeah, I, I'm not bearish. I think it makes sense for portfolios to be positioned for growth. But I do think that investors should be careful not to get sucked in by low volatility and rising markets into taking ever more risk for ever diminishing reward. Thanks for your time today, David, and speak with you soon. Thanks, Alex. This podcast is issued by Blue Bay or one of its entities. Please check the entire Blue Bay disclaimer at the following website, www.bluebay.com forward slash podcast disclaimer. This podcast is provided for informational purposes only. It is not intended, nor should it be intended as investment, tax or legal advice. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell, nor is it a solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction. This podcast is not available for distribution in any jurisdiction where such distribution would be prohibited and is not aimed at such persons in those jurisdictions. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Blue 
Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. Blue Bay is under no obligation to update the information in the podcast to reflect changes after the publication date. The information contained in this podcast is believed to be reliable, but Blue Bay cannot and does not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness or completeness. The document is intended only for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the Markets and Financial Instruments Directive or in the US by accredited investors as defined by the Securities Act of 1933 or qualified purchases as defined in the Investment Company Act of 1940 as applicable and should not be relied upon by any other category of consumer. No part of this document may be reproduced, redistributed or passed on directly or indirectly to any other person, published in whole or in part for any purpose in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay or one of its entities. Copyright 2021.